Hello and welcome to The Joyful Drinker, a podcast for anyone that drinks that wants to drink a little less. I'm your host, Ellie Webb, and I believe that if we all drank a little less each week, we'd all feel a whole lot better. Through honest conversations and real life stories, I'm on a mission to uncover the benefits of taking a few more alcohol-free days each week. By sharing my guests' own perspectives on balance and moderation, I hope we can all take away some inspiration and learn from the powerful habits they've picked up along the way. If you're curious about the benefits that balanced drinking can bring to your week, then pour yourself a glass of something tasty and let's meet today's guest. Hello and welcome everyone that follows Kalenyo. This is Ellie here, founder of Kalenyo. I am taking over Kalenyo's Instagram feed today and I am joined by the lovely Laura Willoughby of Club Soda. You may have heard of it. It's just this really small, mindful drinking community. I don't... You know. It is quite small, really. I mean, there's still there's still nations to go in terms of changing drinking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Laura has very kindly agreed to be part of this live stream for the Joyful Drinker, which is a podcast that I started around three months ago. Obviously, I still I launched Kalenyo, my drinks company, around three and a half years ago now, and I thought. Actually, I want to help educate people a little bit more around not just completely going teetotal, but actually people who are quite sober curious and maybe want to take some time off alcohol, but aren't necessarily willing to go the whole hog yet, but are keen to know more, want to hear from other people, understand the benefits. So we've had around seven guests on so far. Some brilliant, brilliant speakers, Steph Ellsworth, Tally Rye, who's into her intuitive uh, fitness. We've had nutritionists, Jennifer Medhurst, talking about food and nutrition. So it's not all about drinks. But today, I am very, very pleased to have Laura with me. Thank you for That's agreeing right. to be on this special episode of The Joyful Drinker. I'm going to ask you some questions because you are... I don't know how to describe you. You're like the godmother of the low and no movement. <laughs> Makes I me feel very old, but I Not guess old, that old. It, it, I guess I've been around. Kind of compliment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been around a while. So we set up Club Soda in 2015 because I gave up drinking myself and felt there needed to be something a bit more like Weight Watchers, but with booze. And um, it's led us to this place where. Um, uh, we've, we've, we learned a lot about low and no, and there's a very good reason for that, and that's because in terms of behavior change and wanting to change a habit, substitution is one of the most powerful things that you can do, replace one thing with another. Yeah. And when it comes to alcohol, replacing alcohol with an alcohol-free version of what you enjoyed before is absolutely um, a really awesome behavior change technique. And now there's loads of brands that do that. And, you know, when I gave up drinking 10 years ago, there was nothing. Yeah, and congratulations, because you recently hit your 10 year alcohol free yeah. I know I don't like saberversary I don't know why but I, I prefer I'm 10 years alcohol free 10 years That's alcohol free well well done because it's quite it's quite an achievement and, and it's great to celebrate that because it's not it's no mean feat yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult changing your drinking habits. If you told me that I would have managed 10 years, I yeah. absolutely um, would never have believed you, let alone that, you know, I'm here talking about drinks all the time. That's yeah. hilarious. Don't you think that's well, funny? I was, thinking, <laughs> I was thinking earlier, 
I remember when I was first thinking about launching Kalenya, I think it was 2017 and maybe 2018 that we spoke. It was it was four or five years ago at least. Yeah. And I remember speaking to you and, and Juicy because you had this club soda movement, this mindful drinking movement. It was full of great resources. You were trying to get pubs to stop better options because as we know, orange juice, diet coke, water just didn't cut it. And that's the reason that I started Caleno because I wanted better options. I wanted better accessibility, not just for me, but my friends, everyone. And you two were incredibly supportive you really wanted to help and you really believed in this category. Yeah, absolutely. You came to one of our mindful pub crawls, actually, and, and <laughs> talked to other people. I and mean, it was like, yes, go for it, do it. Yeah. There's space and people want something better to drink. You know, I'm not 11 and about to go and wait in the car park for my dad. I want a grown-up drink and I want to have several of those drinks in an evening, not be sugared out by a, a, a cola or a lemonade. No. And, and that's what this is all about, really. Club Soda is about um, helping everybody, regardless of what you're drinking habits are to drink more mindfully and live well and good choices and good options when you're out are part of that and I use the term mindful drinking really really deliberately yeah because it's a very broad term if we were just to talk about the the people who have gone alcohol free that's only about four million people in this country that wouldn't be enough people to buy your product LA and that wouldn't be enough to persuade pubs and bars to put alcohol free behind the bar but then if you start to talk about people who are pregnant and people who are driving and those that are cutting down which is you know over half the population Mm. are cutting down Um, and those people who just don't want to drink tonight or are going to the gym tomorrow or having a meeting or decided that you know they didn't want to stay that late um, all of those reasons that becomes a massive market and all of those people have one thing in common they want something really interesting and tasty and adult to drink when they're out and that's where the magic happens really because it's that combined need of all of those different types of mindful drinker that means that we can change the way the world treats people who aren't drinking today yeah and I think that is one of the biggest well there are a few misconceptions when it comes to more than a few (laughs) one is that you can't have fun when you're not drinking absolute rubbish Um, and Kalenya is on a mission to to prove that is not the case Uh, number two is that if you are in this space or you you are drinking alcohol free that you're completely teetotal like you said it's not it's not true no and i'm i'm you know club soda is not about telling people what to do it's about deciding what your own goal is or maybe you haven't even decided but you want to explore mm. and work it out for yourself it's not for me to tell anybody what to do and it's also you know you can't force these things you need to it's not a linear process changing your drinking and working out your relationship with alcohol it's it's your process and you need to work it out now you know having a break from alcohol is a really good way to test and test run what being sober feels like and and realize that the sky doesn't fall in but ultimately (laughs) none of this is about what you're taking away it's about thinking about the life that you want to lead and where alcohol fits into that the minute you start focusing on not having something and feeling like something's absent from your life rather than what I feel which is that I've gained so much I'm not interested in alcohol anymore Mm. um, then 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 it, it becomes hard but if you start to think about the life that you want to lead the people that you want to spend time with what you want to do with your weekends because they're really long when you're not drinking um, then you can begin to work out where alcohol fits into that mix yeah absolutely and I'd love to quickly talk about your pop-up shop which you launched in January of this year which was an amazing experience you could go in try 
literally hundreds. There's a hundred and uh, just over a hundred brands in that shop. I'm glad. And it's also, over yeah, I did say hundred. <laughs> tell us about what. Why a pop-up shop? Tell us what prompted you to uh, to do that. There are a couple of things, really. We normally do a two-day festival in the Truman Brewery in January, which mm-hmm. is a great event with talks and workshops and, and you know, over 60 brands. I wasn't sure if COVID was going to allow us to do that this year. So mm. um, I thought a shop might be a better option. But also I felt the time was right. There's actually alcohol-free shops um, popping up all over the world, but that hasn't happened in the UK yet. We can have a political discussion about why that might be in terms of rent, <laughs> and rates and all of those sorts of things but actually it's not as easy as you think and it was um, hard work even getting the pop-up going but the other thing that I hadn't actually realized when we set it up I always knew that uh, that people should be able to sample everything in the shop because you know when it comes to alcohol free you want to try before you buy right nobody wants to pick up a bottle look at the ingredients and guess whether they would like it or not they want to go away with something that will make them happy that they feel excited about that feels like a reward and a treat and make them feel included in their social circle So I always knew that I wanted everyone to try everything, which they do at the festival because you guys turn up and you sample your own brand. It's brilliant. But this time, I got to be the person who did the sampling. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It was amazing. By the end of the the month, we were taking people on whiskey journeys and um, gin journeys and rum journeys and Aperol journeys, all of the words I'm not allowed to use, really, uh, when it talks about spirits, but I do. (laughs) Um, So that people could come in and go, oh, well, I'm looking something to replace whiskey. I'm looking for something to replace red wine I'm looking for something for this and we could take them through that and and I could even you know I can I judging what people told me I knew whether they were going to like your product or not and I could go well let's start here because I think you will like this one and then we ended everybody with a a shot of Jimba and they all bought it I mean it's just an amazing (laughs) product but you know um, so um, and for me that created something different it said oh actually I, the reason why the experience in the shop was so good is because we know every single brand in that shop really well. And in fact, there's not yeah. a single brand that I don't know the owner of in that shop. Um, and so we knew it really well. So people felt guided, they felt safe, they felt reassured they were going to find something that they liked. And they didn't feel any pressure from a particular brand. And they got to taste a, a whole load of drinks and and it, within a particular category to see what they liked. And that for me was fascinating. I learned so much, you know, people who have never drunk before have a different palate. So I was able to start them in a different place to people who are, you know, a bit older and you can even knock it down by, you know, demographics. So. Yeah. Kirsty Kirsty Walk came in and because we're right next to the BBC, it's amazing. Kirsty Walk came in and I heard her from the back room. I was like, oh my god, it's Kirsty Walk! And she came in to buy something for her daughter. And I was like, so you know, what do you want? She said, oh, something a bit like a gin. Do you think your daughter likes something you know um, with a bit more um, fruit and citrus or a bit more uh, traditional gin? She goes, oh no, I think citrusy. I said, and how old is your daughter? And she went, oh, she's in her early thirties. I said, ah, I think you'll like Caliena. So and so that's where I, I sold. You know, I could ask those questions and even if the person wasn't in the room try and make a good match I hope her daughter liked it I love that thank you Laura <laughs> and Kirsty, if you're listening we're on offer at the moment in Sainsbury to just FYI <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that what, what was the, what were some of the biggest learnings coming out of that because that's the first time like you said you've run the festival for a number of years and I've been to the festival I had been to the festival for the last three, four years. I know you did the summer one, you do yeah. you know, the January one as well. And the amazing experience. 
shop's quite different. What were the kind of biggest takeouts for you? Well, we had lots of returning customers, which was lovely. We had, you know, um, and I'm not sure people know, but we extended it by two months as well. So we had a load of regulars. I got to see how people shop differently in terms of, you know, we needed to get baskets in for people who like beer because it was a bit like a pick and mix. They wanted to pick up a couple of Lucky Saints and then they wanted to try a few beers they'd never had before. And so that's a very different buying proposition. Um, And uh, certainly in spirits, people want to try if they don't know it. But I also realise there's a lot more brand recognition now than there was. So, um, you know, I've been doing this since 2015 when nobody existed. Um, And then now I've watched you all grow as brands and clearly you're doing really well because people would... you the godmother. (laughs) It's an affectionate thing. No, so... You've been there from the beginning. But people asked for you by name and people asked for Lucky Saint by name and Big Drop by name and and Liars by name. And and that becomes, for me, really interesting that that as you are able to market more, people recognise you more and 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 it snowballs and then people see you in more places and it makes the idea of alcohol free more acceptable so more people try it and that's the snowball effect of this category I think you know it don't underestimate people that this is still new and if you drink alcohol free drinks you're still a pioneer there's still a long way to go but you are part of you know talking about and creating an environment where people think it's perfectly acceptable to not drink and that it's not a compulsory thing, which is really how it's been, you know, caricatured in society to date. You're right. You guys are our cheerleaders and keep going, keep spreading the word. Absolutely. Um, I'd love to, let's talk about summer for a second. I'd love to know, you know, we're, we're, we're at the podcast show today. There's loads of people here. We're out and about. Um, it really feels like city life and meet and greet meeting people again it's getting back to normal what are you most excited about uh, so we are actually summer? doing another festival and we're doing in Brighton for the first time which I'm really okay. excited about so 9th and 10th of July in Brighton everybody all the details are on joinclubsoda.com do come you'll be able to meet um, a whole load of brands that will be sampling drinks we'll also have our, our normal talks and workshops in a, a place next door called Presuming Ed's and we'll have some um, tastings and cocktail sessions for me not being in London is really important you know um, London's great but there's still so many more people we can get to and people being seeing alcohol free locally and being able to taste it is a is really good and so I'm really excited to go to Brighton so watch out Club Soda is coming to a city near you starting with Brighton yes and going back a step further what do you think the category will look like in the next five years? Big question, but you've seen it you've seen it develop over the last five, six, seven years. What do you think are the next big big trends in your way? I don't know, it's really it's really interesting because, you know, I've got a politics and campaigning background, so I love movement building, but I actually know very little about business, so I don't understand how big things can be. I mean at the minute I look at shops in the West End and I think how how do you make enough money to pay the rent? You know, I, the economics of all of this are really interesting and fascinating and I'm learning all the time. But I guess what I get to see from my vantage point is the fact that it 
is the demographic spread of shoppers and alcohol free is really wide so it's not just one type of person it's everybody and I continue to be surprised about the people who are really excited about alcohol free including you know traditionally the biggest drinkers in Britain are 55 year old white men right and they were flocking into that shop looking for alternatives and all of that sort of stuff which shows to me that something big is happening and and the other thing that I think is really important for me is is that you know alcohol doesn't really have to sell itself it's very easy it's been around hundreds of years we know why we buy it right and it's not because it's got a, you know a pretty label it's because of what's inside the bottle it's a lot harder to encourage people to f- to find a drink that they will like in the alcohol free space um, there's a big challenge for you in getting that recognition but all the brands together beginning to spend money um, is beginning to lift everybody in this space. And more importantly, we're beginning to educate people on why alcohol-free is is great. And that's because in this bottle, and so if you see this little bottle here, um, in this bottle isn't just some liquid that tastes nice. What is in here is a reward, something that you can have at the end of the day that isn't something that you drink to rehydrate. It's something that says, my day's finished. This is my time. I want something special. adult and that you know that's a key thing that we're replacing when we switch from alcohol to alcohol free is that feeling of reward and so here this isn't you know the cup of tea you have during the day it's something a lot more exciting and the other thing that's in this bottle is um, social inclusion is social acceptability it says that when you go out on an evening out you will be treated just as well as everybody else you will feel part of the crowd you won't feel excluded for me that's a really really important thing I invest in in feeling part of my community and part of my friendship groups and and these drinks help me and I think people are recognising that more and more so if you've ever been to a pub and asked for an alcohol free drink and the the guy behind the bar goes oh what water Um, you can go no I want to be included and I want to spend my money with you but if you you really feel like that I'll have a tap water please Um, so so, um, but there's fewer and fewer of those instances happening now. Mm. They still do happen, but fewer and fewer. And that's because everyone understands that this is about equality. Yeah. That's a really good point. And it was something I was going to ask you about. But, you know, at Caleno, we are really starting to see some momentum in the pub and bar world. No, unfortunately, the pubs and bars were shut for a really long period of time. And it was a really, really tough time for them. But coming out of the pandemic, and people people really want to get out again you know you just have to kind of step outside for a moment and you see pubs are busier restaurants are busier as soon as the sun comes out we're british we want to be out there and we want to be drinking how do you think the non-alcoholic drink landscape what are you seeing changing within the pub and bar industry I think they're getting there. It, there was a, I feel like there was a little surge when some of the alcohol-free beers came out. Beers easy to stick behind the bar in the fridge. Yeah. Um, and that there's still a lot of education to do around all the other options and what a good uh, range looks like. You know, it's okay to have some beers, but not everybody wants a beer. People want other things. Yeah. Um, a cocktail made of lots of fruit juices is not an alcohol-free cocktail, right, people? It's just a load of fruit juices in a glass. So, you know, up, upping up the game um, making sure the experience feels equal is really important I think it's really tough for pubs and bars right now what I would do is I'd encourage everybody to ask at a venue about what they have because unless you ask they don't know the more people ask the more they go oh 
people keep asking about alcohol free maybe we should get something in so it's really important that even if it's not there for you now that you make it better for the person that comes along after you and then you know I can try and get in there in other ways to talk to them as well so so do do that and and help them explore the range but the other is is that that venues pay rent 24 7 and if they can bring people into the venue at lunchtime because you've got a great alcohol free offer or a Monday Tuesday Wednesday evening where now those people who are cutting down tend to traditionally take the night off um, if you can still keep people coming in the one thing I'd say is while people's drinking habits are changing the one thing that hasn't changed is our desire to be social and be mm. together and if the pubs only associated with oh I won't go to the pub because it's all about alcohol then that's a real shame because they are our social spaces yeah. and it shouldn't it shouldn't matter what the strength of drinking your glass is yeah I think that's a really important point to make pubs bars restaurants are social hubs it's where we go to connect as humans yeah. it's where we, we don't want to I mean as much as it was lovely being stuck in our home for two years actually <laughs> maybe it wasn't so lovely it was it's just nice to get out and I don't want to yeah. see the four walls of my house the whole time I want to get out on it to meet people and I think remembering that pubs bars and restaurants are social hubs where we all we can go to drink and eat food but also we want to connect as human beings and we want great choices yeah and and really you know for for a venue it doesn't matter what people are drinking as long as they're spending money they're enjoying your space people f feel they're having a really good experience and they come back again and all of those things are achieved by having you know not stopping your thought about drink once you've decided on your beer menu but extending that right across to everything that you have which includes you know having a really good craft soda looking at lower sugar products in that space as well not everybody wants an alcohol free beer but you know I'd definitely smash back a square root soda um, you know looking at whether products have got CBD in or or other mm. active ingredients we we all know that we want you know to be convivial and the drink has to create that feeling uh, a, a concentrated orange juice just doesn't do that for me i'm afraid i do sigh every time i see orange juice on offer behind the bar i cry i die a little inside honestly just get you know you can keep really good um cordials like urban cordial ambient and on your shelf and that means that you can make really good um something with sodas which you know a lower price point but free up fridge space yeah. um for really good alcohol free yeah. drinks i'm a big fan of the cordial in 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 being a good ingredient for cocktails being a good good lengthener with a soda and to take those terrible bottle greens out which are basically pre-bottled squash and soda and being a, having that space for really good alcohol-free cocktails beers and other products that's yeah. it bottle green are going to be writing to me now aren't they but it's sad but it's true i was going to say light and zesty with a passion fruit syrup and and top with soda is absolutely delicious um Laura, thank you so much. I think final question for me, a lot of people listening to the podcast and, and listening on this special episode, live episode, are maybe hearing what you're saying and thinking, you know what, actually I want to maybe cut down alcohol a little bit, experiment with alcohol free. You've given loads of great advice, but if there were maybe two or three takeouts for people, 
listening, yeah. what, what would they be? Well, first of all, go to our website. We have really good behavior change courses that will help take you through a process of deciding what it is that you want to do, um, what your goal might be, the life that you want to live. So go there and you get to spend some time each week with Drew, which everybody adores. Um, then the second thing is, is um, you know, do some nights out without drinking. Because you, mm. unless you know what it's like to go for evenings out without drinking, you will never be able to work out how to control your drinking. You know, personally, I think taking a break isn't going to do you any harm, right? But if you can't do that, try some evenings. It does take practice to learn to not be with alcohol. It took me probably about three to four months before I suddenly felt comfortable mm. again without an alcoholic drink in my hand. All the best things do take practice, but try and find some space in your life to take some time out, whether it's a day or three months, give that a go. And if you're looking at moderating, then think about making your first two drinks on an evening out alcohol free. And that way you can decide if this is a, a time, a place with the people and with the drinks that you enjoy the most. By the second drink, everyone else, you know, is getting into their stride and you can really make a decision about whether you want to stay or whether you want to go home. And certainly in Britain, we're taught to drink, to stay at things we're not enjoying. It's madness, That's right? So it's madness. So <laughs> the gift I give you today is if you're not enjoying yourself go home go home and watch an episode of a box set get some hot chocolate don't on. don't let an evening you weren't enjoying ruin your whole weekend i mean that's bonkers right so there are small ways that you can take control back and experiment with how alcohol free might feel fantastic advice thank you laura you've been an absolutely amazing guest and it's been lovely to catch up with you and connect after all these years. I mean, I see you all the time anyway. But I know. Well, it's no, always I'm, a pleasure. No, no, I think we see each other on LinkedIn. That's what happens. <laughs> no, it's on social media, isn't it? Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you have enjoyed the special episode of The Joyful Drinker. If you do want to find out more, uh, you can find us on, there we go, we've got a little promo card there, on all of the major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. Just look for The Joyful Drinker. And we have a podcast which comes out every week, which you can find on the same platforms. So if you're interested in all things alcohol-free, mindful drinking, then go to joinclubsoda.com at joinclubsoda on all social channels. Amazing. Thank you very much, Laura. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to The Joyful Drinker, hosted by me, Ellie Webb. There'll be a new episode released every fortnight, so make sure you hit that subscribe button to avoid missing out. Also, just a small reminder that ratings and reviews really help people discover great podcasts. So if you've got some kind words to share, they'd be very much appreciated. In the meantime, come and find me on socials. I'm at Kalenyo Ellie. I'd love to connect with you all and feedback on the podcast is always welcome. See you next time for another episode of The Joyful Drinker. And remember, if we all drank a little less each week, we'd all feel a whole lot better. Thank you.